This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. FX presents Under the Banner of Heaven. This case I'm working on, it's a double murder. Inspired by the true crime bestseller by John Krakauer. Oh my God. And starring Academy Award nominee, Andrew Garfield. The evidence points to things and to beliefs that I have only ever heard whisperings about. FX's Under the Banner of Heaven. All new Thursdays, only on Hulu. Good morning, Honey Holers, and welcome to the Honey Hole Hangout Podcast. We're glad you're with us today. We have a great episode for y'all, and we're ready to ro- ready to roll. My name is Landon. To my left, we have Zach. Hi. And to Zach's left, we have Gabe. And to my left is Landon. It's crazy. That's correct. That's how a triangle works. <laughs> so today's episode uh, is going to be an interview with Wes from Onion Creek Fly. Oh, man, it was so much fun. It was a great episode back when we were at the Fly Fishing and Brew Festival. Yep. You guys heard Wes's voice a couple weeks ago. Talk about the oyster. We had him on to talk about the oyster hearing down at the coast. But this is a full interview with him about him and what he does. He ties great flies. He's got cool stories. Stick around for that. That's going to be at the end. Yeah. But today we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about me and Gabe did real recovery this weekend. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear about We're it. We're going to have a whiskey smorgasbord yes. tasting today. That's right. Zach went fishing this weekend with his wife. Uh-huh. I was on another podcast. I was cheating on us with somebody else. Ooh, that's so it's okay. It's spicy, so I'll tell you guys about that. Uh, Gabe had a wasp in his waders. <laughs> Not funny. And, we, and Zach has a cool creature for us. Yeah. But before we get into that, I would like to thank... The sponsor of our show. Oh. Oh, oh who's our sponsor this week? <laughs> Honey Hole Angling. Oh, guys. Thank <laughs> you. <man>. Thank, <laughs> you thank you very you. much. They Appreciate it. They have, week after week. They it's have fantastic. deep pockets. They God, and guys. they have great products on their website. That's fantastic. And fly tying. Exactly. And fly tying I own stuff. a few of them myself. Makes me feel fancy. I hear those guys volunteer with great organizations such as Real Recovery, <laughs> too. That's true. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like when you wear the stuff, you actually catch more fish. Oh, yeah. scientifically proven. Exactly. So when you wear honey hole gear, you bring the honey hole to you. Hey, ooh, yes. ooh, you bring the, the honey, honey hole to you. you. I like true. that. That should be our slogan. Bring, bring the, the honey, honey hole to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh, this is gonna be a great episode. Yeah, boys. man, these things just you know rolling. <laughs> I think I think the doing the like we did a pre-show like uh, all hands in right countdown from three. And that got us like I feel like pumped yeah. up. I'm like I'm sitting up straight, energy. you know. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I wasn't. I, I, I can go. I leaned into it. Ready now. to run at least hundred yards. Oh, I mean, <laughs> maybe not that far. I was thinking about that last <laughs> time watching basketball. 
Kendall asked me, she was like, how many times do you think you can run back and forth before you just quit? And I'd be like, half, <laughs> you know? like You maybe? think so? I'd be like, I'd get up and be like, ah, I'm good, thanks, yeah, like thanks you guys, guys. You guys remember the pacer is it test? Just, is it just me jogging back and forth, or is it me like competing at like do Division One college Yeah, yeah, level? Division One college level. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, like half it would time. be like, yeah. Two times, like down Next. and back. I mean, did that, you guys ever? Do please the, call a timeout. Please <laughs> yeah, call right. a timeout. Did you guys ever do the pacer test in uh, like middle school gym? Pacer test. I just did the uh, what was it? The American one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. The presidential. Oh, the president yeah. uh, number thing. Yeah. 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 You do the stretches. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 like touch your arms behind your back, yeah. and then you had to run the the length of the court with like the time getting faster and faster. Yeah. 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 I, I always quit after like three. Really. Yeah, because they always tell you this is going to go in your record, and it never did. I mean, nobody know, ever getting that. older. I, you know, watching that watching that tech game with y'all was it like two two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. Man, I, I got home and I was already putting on icy hot. Like I was just <laughs> like, I'm tired, man. <laughs> ready to go? I'm I'm done. Ready to go to sleep? Yeah, this is, that was a, <laughs> too much excitement for yeah, me. Yeah, well, it was late night. It was eleven thirty. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so I used to play basketball. I don't miss running suicides. Like that yeah, was no. like oh, into practice after you've. Practice for two hours. Let's get on the line and run. It's like ten, ten suicides. Ugh. Ten it, suicides. Yeah, we would run ten. That goes out to half court. No, no, that's free throw line back, half court line back, far free throw line back, and then Length. full court and back. They were timed if we didn't and make that our was time. One. Doing that was one. One and on uh, even numbers, we had to run them backwards. So meaning that we would run to free throw line forward and then back pedal back oh. half court forward back pedal back but if we had a hard practice and we practice hard we wouldn't have to run suicides but oh so it was a judgment so like it was if a he coach's was, judgment call so if he if he was like we're running suicides you guys were like oh. We should have gone harder during practice. It, it's impossible to tell. Yeah. I think it was just based on yeah. the mood. Yeah, it was just yeah. Hey, oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, no, like yeah. I don't think I it was that. really like how hard Especially did you guys talking with practice. someone. He didn't know. He's not paying attention. Yeah, no. I, well, get, I get the mood judgment. Then thing. our coach was like big on rebounding. Uh huh. Like that was his thing is rebounding, well, rebounding, 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 and we would do these rebounding drills where we would get split in half, and. uh Man, those become like knockdown dragouts because the losing group would have to run suicides at the end of practice. I just feel like I need to put some gold bond medicated powder before we go any further with this conversation <laughs> about working out. Yeah, and I then know. sometimes we would do free throws, and we would have to make so many free throws out of ten in front of everybody. Uh-huh. And if would they you be like jeering you? Numbers, you know, would they be like, "You suck"? No, You're just not like this. silent gym, everybody uh, watching. You have to make. Four out of five free this throws. This is middle school? This is high school. Oh, okay. high school. Okay. High school. You have to make four out of five free throws. If you don't, you're running sprints at the end of practice. I don't know. So I'm, like, I'm bringing in your high school crush to watch you miss these free throws. <laughs> to watch you miss. <laughs> oh, yeah, like not even any, any confidence. There was when enough pressure. These. There was enough pressure with all your teammates watching you. Oh, and then and you had the to threat sprints. of... Ten suicides at the end of practice. Oh, man. See, that's why I only did church camp basketball. You know, nobody well, was yelling. Surprisingly anybody. enough, like in high school, uh, not surprisingly. I mean, I was I was in marching band, but our director was like one of the bigger directors, been there forever in the district, well known, well respected, and he, he would always say, "You're going to earn your PE credit for being in band because that's what it is. Instead of being PE, you're in marching yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, "You're going to earn your 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 credit. So if we messed up." We're running the full length of the field, 
you know, we're out there sweating, doing the march. Man, dude, I lost so much. I was in good shape. I had marching band in the morning. What was your, golf what in was the your instrument? I played trumpet and trombone. So okay. You didn't, you didn't have to do PE because the marching band? So you yeah, because that was your PE credit. I didn't have to do PE because I was in uh, an advanced theater class. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I learned how to how to dance. Well, dance. Nice. I want to dance. That's right. But I was just like, want to waltz? My you. wife saw my high school picture, and she's all like, who's that guy? And I was like, yeah. I was like, Imagine that, if you were the way. tuba. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was, it was just crazy. It was just like, man, I was in oh, such good shape. But, yeah, you know, college. Ruined, so, yeah, that's what happens. You, you know. know, you had a actually, you know, I was looking back at pictures of myself in college. I was like, you know, not bad. You know, if I could be back there, I'd give a lot. You know, nah, you know. I, nah, nah, you know not, not back there, like back in that time, but back there, like you in know, that body, yeah, in that body. Uh, you yeah, know, I was yeah. like, man, like when I when I squint, <laughs> I'm like, I got a little more wrinkles <laughs> in my forehead than I did back then. Uh, it's all this is all stress of work, man. No, but speaking of basketball, that game last night was crazy. Oh, man. First half, first half, I was like, is this really going to be a blowout and Kansas is going to lose? You know? Who are y'all rooting for? Kansas because Big 12. Yeah, me too. I didn't even pay attention. forgot it was on. No. 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 So, basically, <laughs> let, me, let me give you a quick recap. Thank you. So, uh, North Carolina was blowing out Kansas and had like a 20-point lead. 16 it, at the greatest point, And then they so yeah, went to halftime with a 15-point lead. And I saw that, and I was like, not interested. Kansas is about to uh, – uh, North Carolina is about to blow out Kansas. Yeah. So Carson texts me when there's like seven minutes left. He's like, dude, this is such a great run. And it's almost like Kansas is almost caught up, and then I turn the game back on. Oh, so you didn't watch like their rise, like their like, catch-up. Oh, it was crazy. Cause no, I, cause I was Kendall uninterested. Was like, it was over, and I was like, it might be. I was like, but 15 points like can be made up in like – a few minutes in basketball, especially oh, if you yeah. get on like a Couple big run. Threes. Yeah, exactly. Basketball yeah. is a game of momentum and runs. Exactly. So if you get that momentum, and they were catching up, and then like UNC just could not make anything, or wow. they kept they would keep uh, having turnovers. But UNC, and, in when I when it was halftime, they were playing so well. I was like, Kansas can't recover. Oh, they were because what? Um, Kansas had that stretch of like four minutes where they didn't score a single basket. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. Um. But yeah, no, it was. I'm, I'm glad Kansas won, though. Go Big Twelve. Yeah, props they're, to Kansas. They're they're pulling the. Uh, I have I have nothing against Kansas. Big Twelve friends. Yeah, yeah, same here. Rock chalk Jayhawk, right? Is that what it is? <laughs> is I know that what Jayhawks, is? but I don't know that. Rock ever. chalk Jayhawk. I don't know. Yeah, no. But I was looking at the stat, stats. I was like, Big Twelve has either been runner up or the win in the last like three or four years. You know. Yeah. Tech being one of them. Let's go, baby. We're on the rise still. That's right. <laughs> I think uh, didn't Coach Adam win Coach of the Year? Coach Adam. Uh, so there's like four or five different organizations that give that out. He won one of them though. Okay. But I think the big one is the AP. Yep. Right, their Coach of the Year is like the biggest one. So Have is, has it been announced yet? I don't think so. Okay. It might have been. I don't know. I follow him on Twitter and see what happens. Yep. Uh, all right. So you guys, let's uh, smorgasbord time. All right, Gabe. Yeah, I'm, so what's the deal? So I'm bringing this up. Give me one second. But uh, so basically what we've got, we've got a Bardstown tasting. Ooh, My Bardstown. honey hole hooked it up and uh, provided us with this little tasting set here. Um, now, this is one that you would get if you went to Bardstown Bourbon Company uh, during their tour as well. So it's going to have, you know, it, it kind of starting out with a clear distillate pulled straight from the stills before even touching a barrel. So... Um, 
for those that can't see, the first one is actually a very clear. Yep. Um, Gabe uh, gave us a small glass of water. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> and I basically stopped by Taco Cabana on the way here and took probably about 12 or 14 of the little salsa cups. So we were staring at these salsa cups. They are numbered, so we know which one's which. I can smell the salsa ranch. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this one is a is a clear. It smells um, like tequila. Tell me it doesn't right? smell like it tequila. It smells like it tequila. It smells like tequila. So this is, again, this is the fresh stuff. This is going to go into the barrel for aging. What are y'all's thoughts? And and Landon, to your point, for a second, I was like, I thought we were drinking tequila from last it d- week. It smells like tequila. It does, but it does not taste like It does not. And you know what? There's hints of like. It, there's, there is a little bit. Uh, it's not straight up, right? It's like you get that hint of of uh, like a citrus, and then boom, it's just gone. Right. But that's exactly what it is. Isn't this just what gin is anyway? No. No. Gin has junipers and uh botanical I mean in a sense sense. this is kind of like moonshine I guess you know it's like it's It's it's, just distilled it's just distilled it hasn't we haven't put it into the barrel yet but gin isn't put into a barrel it is gin is put into metal barrels with the junipers and the botanicals and stuff really sometimes We'll go in that next week when I bring that. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So this is this is again. This is. I also don't know the base of gin. I don't know. We can talk about that later. Okay. But anyway, it sounds good. Sorry, Gabe. But to y'all's point, yes, this does taste like kind of a sipping tequila with, but it's got a, a, it's got a kind of a weird smell. I mean, it's like it wants to be citrusy, but then kicks into cleaning solution. Yeah, you get that. It's so weird. I mean, it's not bad at all, you know. I wouldn't sit down and drink this. <laughs> not a fan. Really? No. Well, that's okay. I wouldn't expect that. I mean, that's why they... done. Uh, but nobody drink- does this. You know what I mean? Like, nobody... Right. right. I mean, uh, I think uh, Buffalo Trace does sell a clear one, uh, the the raw you know, or yeah. something like that, or dog, dog um, mash or something. Austin still did it, too, before they had actual aged whiskey. We had vodka and other stuff, too. Yes, but they they were selling like their um, stilled bourbon or huh. free whiskey, whatever they were calling do it. Whatever you want with it. But they were mixing it with um, like orange and citrus flavors and like cherry to like use as a mixer. It wasn't like, hey, you should take this home and sip on it. Okay, so that that's that's that. That's what's going in the barrel. So the next one, number four here. Okay. There's that one. I'm going to keep these two separate. Okay. Um, and again, for you guys seeing, we have four different bottles here. We're going to have our, our distillate. Uh, the next one we're going into is our, our uh, maturation one. So, you know, we're we're seeing how kind of that charred white oak barrels. So are we're going through the process of whiskey. Going through time. the process of it. Um, this is kind of cool, actually. So yeah. step one would not recommend personally. Let's oh, see. So step, step, this step is step two. This is step two. So now we're getting a little bit of that barrel. Now this is starting to, to taste like a bourbon. Mm. Whoa. I like this. Mm-hmm. So now this is going to be the taste of of those charred barrels. That's what we're starting to starting to, to get a taste out of it. Zach, what do you think? Okay, like it's, uh, it, it's like either comparing it to what we just had. But this is like super sweet. It's like honey almost. You know what I mean? It's very sweet, right? Yeah. But that, I think it could be comparing it to what we hit just had. You like your mouth but, is a little. But prepared. it's crazy. It's like one without the barrel. Two now we're getting some barrel. What's the uh, What's the age time on this? 
I don't think it'd be very much. Okay. Uh, at all. Um, a year, see. maybe. Yeah, if any. Um, I'm a fan of this. I can get down with this. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is in the Rickett house. This is ex- exposed to the elements. I mean, it's probably. Do, 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 let's see if I can see the note here. It's a little dark. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So it's moved from Kentucky whiskey to now we can call it bourbon because it's been aged. So it's been aged at least what eighteen months, something like that. I think it was like yeah, two or three years. Is it maybe let's say let's say two? Yeah, let's put the difference. But yeah, <laughs> who but, knows? Who knows? But it's well, it's, it's there's like there's somebody, an actual legal yeah, somebody, what bourbon has here, to be. I got my laptop open. Yeah. How long does bourbon so have to minimum this is, bourbon age? We've gone from from f- we've gone from a hundred proof on the distillate to now a hundred proof here, but now we're we're in the bourbon territory. Yes. We've got some two flavor. years okay, to two be years considered is, bourbon is minimum. Okay. Yeah, so now we're getting now we're getting some mm, flavors. Man. That just that's great. Fantastic. Okay, so now this is where we're we're kind of breaking off into um two of their offerings. So these are the ones that I'm kind of keeping, um, you know, not going to tell you which one's which. Okay. Um, but uh, we're going to do, again, this is a journey finishes with our two flagship products, Fusion, which is a celebration of blending newer bourbon with older expressions to create something unique. Okay. And Discovery, uh, which is the art of blending hand-selected and some primly aged bourbon. Now, some of the stuff I was reading on the Discovery there's some higher age stuff in there. There uh-huh. also it sounded like there was might have been some Canadian stuff in there, but different. Not from just the, true, 100 percent bourbon. Not just true, um, but it, it still would constitute as bourbon. Really, um, but it's going to be blended stuff, okay. right? So both both these are blended, right? Um, which we're going to see uh, for sure. I think for sure the discovery is the fusion uh, might not be, um, but. Um, that's that's what we're going to. So, so will you read the description for fusion again? Yeah. So fusion is is uh, is is a blending of newer bourbon with older expressions. Old, but I what think expressions but the, they mean like older bourbons. Uh, yeah, other barrels and stuff that oh, they're okay, pulling. Okay, right. But I think on the discovery, like they're getting like not theirs. I think they're pulling. They're from just some p- other finding stuff. the best bourbons they can. It could be. Yeah, I'd have to dig a little. They didn't right, really right. provide a lot of information on this one. So. Uh, did I give you three? Here's three. Yep. Here is three. I'm not going to tell you which one this is. Okay. And then this is the other one. So you guys can do a quick little side-by-side comparison. So on three, what are you getting on the nose? It's it's pretty mild. It's a little bit hard to do in it's, these little salsa cups. But yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, like... I can't, yeah, I can't tell. But, like, the last two, I could get a pretty strong off the nose. I don't... Do you get anything on the nose? Mm-mm. Well, that's smooth. Yeah. Different than I still. I think I like kind of that maturation one. The, just a the little bit. One? This one has a little bit more um, of a complexity, a little little bur- more burn than the other one did. You think so? I don't know. Yeah. For me, for me, this one is smoother than the first one that we tried, or not the first one, but like the, this is the second one. The second I think one. it's that more of an aftertaste, more of that after kind of residual, like you feel it in the throat. 
Um, it's nice. Nice. Uh, not bad. It is. It, but see, for me, I'm actually not getting a ton of flavor off this one. Okay. All right, let's jump over like to the this, other one. <coughs> I like the second one better. Ooh, that last one. Um, okay, so I'm jumping to the, to, uh, the last one here. Uh, just, I think, number two. Okay, I'm gonna, I, this one smells. This one has a... More of a medicinal... Like, well, I'm getting a little raisin on the nose. Really? Mm. Mm. Well, I don't know if you said it and put it in my mind, but... Kind of kick there, right? It does. It, it's got a kick. It tastes a little... It tastes a little cough syrupy. Mm-hmm. Now, jump from that and go back to the first one. If you, did you guys already finish the first one? I finished the first one. Okay, so you really nope. Still don't like the first one. <laughs> no on the se- on on number two. I'm not two. even gonna finish that one. Mm-hmm. I'm done. So what do you think <sighs> out of all of those? Was two. Okay. Me, number two, number three. The second one we tried okay. was my favorite. The third one we tried would be number two. Okay. And then the f- uh, first one we tried would be number three, and the last one we tried would be my last place. That's my same order. Okay, so... Number two, the straight-up bourbon, my favorite Okay, by so, far. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of like that distill, distill it um, yeah. as we really jumped into those other flavors. And maybe it's just because we jumped from there to these, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to come back to something like this. Uh, Try it first thing. Yeah, yeah, and 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 truthfully, we had these things hanging here for about forty minutes, airing out. So I don't know if that's made really much of a difference. But I feel like that would have affected the third one because the third one, um, it was just it was smooth for me. And like that second sip I had did kind of burn my throat, like you guys were talking about. Yeah, but I just did not get a ton of flavor from it. Yeah, and um, with and with the possibility of some higher aged barrels, you're really going to get some of that complexity in that that. That leathery, tannic flavor. Um, so what's the breakdown? Number three yeah, so, on the cup so was which one? Three is the Fusion series. Okay, so that's that, the one that's the young and the slightly older. Yeah, expressions on there. So I could see where maybe there's some older stuff in there uh, to get a little bit of that. It's it's actually a lower proof, not by much. We're still looking at 97.9 proof. The other two are 100. Uh, and yeah, and, and then the other two were hundred, and then the the the, the number four. Yep. Um, I'm sorry, number two. Number two on number the cup. Two on the, the cup fourth one we tried is the Discovery series, right? And, and that's that a, one. That one, yeah, it's a, a hundred and eleven. I was, I was actually, I was, gonna, I wanted to guess one hundred and ten. I mean, you're, cl- you can tell, you're absolutely right. You can, yeah, it is, you can it tell is harder than the other ones. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, the discoveries seem to change from year to year. There's every year. There's a newer expression. Um, I don't know. I would. I think I would want to come back to it, not trying the first two, and just yep. go straight into it. You know what? After kind of relaxing and not going straight from the third one we tried to the fourth one, I like the discovery. I still think the. Second one we tried was my favorite, but the discovery is it is a little hotter. I don't know, there, Landon. There's, there's more to it. I think I'm with Landon. I I don't. These aren't my jam. Mm-mm. These aren't my jam. See, number two, I, I would actually buy the second second one we tried. Was That's fusion? the only one I would. No, buy. no, not the fusion. Oh, uh, the ma- maturate. Yeah, uh, yeah. What they Which I don't it? even know if they sell it. The the uh, maturate. Yeah. That's the only one I'd buy. If you could buy it. 
It, I would say the cool thing about this was going through the process of like step, 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 step. But uh, overall, out of everything, not anything that I would own. I, th- I think I'm Buffalo actually, I'm, Trace. I'm digging this Discovery. The more I'm drinking it. Yeah. But you like a peated stuff too, and I'm surprised you didn't like at least the last one, Landon, knowing you like uh, mezcal and at least peated scotches. Really? Because you get a smokiness from this? I'm hitting it. Really? That medicinal, like you're gonna you're gonna get off of uh, uh, what's that? Um, uh, Ard Ardbeg. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah. little bit of that. That little. That yeah. little aftertaste. I don't know. I meant to. The second one's not my favorite, but I can get into this. I could do the discovery. I'm glad I didn't buy a bottle. <laughs> I'm glad I did not buy a bottle. This I don't is, think I'd buy a bottle. But. Yeah, it's not saying it's bad. It's just not not my jam. I get there's so many other options. Out there. What's price point on um, on? So this you know the bottles. So Discovery, I think, is over a hundred bucks. Whoa, okay. I think it's maybe ninety to maybe one fifteen, one twenty. Like yeah. Fusion, yeah. I just uh, it's up there. Yeah. Fusion, I think, is the same thing. I think it's like seventy okay. or eighty bucks. The other two, I think, is just part of this tasting. What's the name of the company again? This is uh, Bardstown. Bardstown. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, this is this is Bardstown. And and from my understanding too, is they they actually uh, source whiskeys to like Bellmead and uh, really? a Bellmead? couple of yeah, and a couple. Of I other. like some of Bellmead stuff. Yeah. Mm. So they're pu- they're pulling it. We've had it on the podcast from mm-hmm. them. Yeah, they're pulling it from them. Uh, I saw there, it's probably about fifteen or or at least. 20 that they had listed on their website but yeah Bell, Bell means one of them that they're uh they're at least helping source stuff over to them cool but yeah no not bad man this is pretty cool thanks no, for bringing thank, it yeah Gabe. thank you yeah uh this this uh i mean i can't can't i don't even know where you would find this tasting thing um it's a cool experience though to kind of go through that process yeah and we saved like 800 dollars from not flying over there and doing yeah. it so yes. yeah awesome um speaking of which have you been to 1919 i have a coin What's the coin for? Ooh. I went there for the first time like a week ago. So it ask, is so ask, cool. Ask for the coin. And uh-huh. Okay, time out. Yeah. What is 1919? Okay. Bar, ni- <laughs> oh bar 1919 is at the Blue Star Art Complex downtown San mm-hmm. Antonio. It is actually, you walk down these steps. It's hard. You can't find it. It's, it's hard. hard to see. We searched for like yeah. 20 minutes. Is it trying supposed to, find to be it? like a speakeasy? It kind of, it, yes and no, because there actually are two speakeasies in San Antonio that are proper speakeasies. They have one sign that is taped. On their door, and that is it. And everything else has a huge sign of where it, of the stores in this area. So yeah. you, you walk into this place. You have to go down these stairs, down and it's stairs. literally underneath the rest of the All the windows the are blacked out, yeah. so until you open the door, you don't know what's down there. Open the door, and they've got a 35-page bourbon gin. Drink menu. Gin, yeah, the drink menu Their is bar is probably... As wide as your home, like oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It's yeah. and everything is made to order. You can just go in there and tell them, hey, these are the flavors I like, and they'll make something for you. And they do proper whiskey sours with egg yolks. Oh, okay, it's but it's it's definitely a vibe. It is, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'd cool. love to go. Yeah, we should. I mean, we should, we should go. go there and you, try some you, stuff. Yeah. It, it'd be cool. You want to go over there and pick up a sugar mama? That's where you're gonna go. They have good drinks, like. Also, I've been on a Manhattan kick recently. Oh, they're so freaking good. You know what we should do? We've just been doing straight 
you know, occasionally we have done a mixed drink, but yep. we should do some like mixed like whiskey mixed drink. I was thinking too. about doing that tonight too, but maybe 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 next week. We'll talk. Future, yeah. We'll talk. Because we'll I would love to make a nice whiskey sour for you guys. Oh yeah. Ooh, with yeah. like proper. Can with you the make egg. a good Manhattan? <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> yeah. But this place has everything. And when I say everything, they had the full B tack. They yep. had they had Pappies. They had Everything. Their uh, prices aren't aren't you know a little expensive, but see, not you know crazy. Yeah, uh, we didn't try any bourbons that night or whiskeys. We just got mixed drinks, but like we got three mixed drinks and it was under thirty bucks. So like for the and like I've been to some places where three mixed drinks would cost you fifty or sixty dollars. You know, yeah. so um, it wasn't awful. Cool, cool place. And then I mean, but when you walk in, I got a couple pictures to show you. Just bottles. On bottles, yeah. on bottles it is. of everything. Yeah. yeah. Now they've opened a second place, Rock and Rye, which is over there by Bass Pro. Yeah, it's is at the owned, rim. owned by them as well. Yeah. Okay. And um, I have not been there. I haven't either. I've heard neat things. They're, you know. So back to the coin. You have this coin. I think you pay a couple extra bucks to give you this coin. So every time you come in, you just show the coin and you get a couple extra discount off your your bar tab. I did not know that. I'll ask for the next time. I go cool. On. It's just pretty cool to yeah. slam it on there, and no like, one, you know, I got it looks. Coin. It's like, is this guy gonna play pogs? Like, what's going <laughs> on? This guy play pogs. You know, <laughs> kind of sounds like a challenge coin. It is. It looks yeah. it's the same yeah. weight and heaviness, but that is a really that bar is really cool. Um, downtown uh, mix mix not mixology. I'm thinking uh, there's one right down the street. Oh, I'm thinking about it. Oh, that's gonna kill me. Here? Anyway, it's a house. Yeah, it's just right off. You know where still Stay Golden used to be before they closed it. Yeah, right across. There's a couple of houses. Uh-huh. One of those houses is an actual bar, and you have really? to like walk to the back because in the front it looks like a little one story house. Yeah, but there's a door guy. And when you walk in, you're literally drinking in this living room. Oh, that's cool. With this cool bar on the side, and those guys are you know all about making the stuff for you. And I cannot remember the name. They have a little tinky. We gotta go try outside. these places. Yeah, and we all should save up and split a glass of light pappies or something, and then or I could open my bottle. Still trying to find. Have, you don't have to do that. I don't think I need a reason time. to open that thing up. Anyway, well, here's I'll, a reason. I'll give you I a reason. <laughs> we, <laughs> we we have the hundredth episode coming up. Maybe Ooh. that's what I'm. That's, that's what I'm saving it for. <laughs> cool. Well, let's move on, guys. Uh, Zach, tell us about your fishing trip. Yeah. So, um, man, I love bass season. I love when the weather warms up. I can go out and just in some shorts and some chacos and catch some fish, you know. But uh, this past weekend, Kendall and I went out. It was, man, Sunday was such a nice day. It was, like, sunny and, I don't know, just, like, 85 degrees, you know. But anyways, we um, <clears throat> we went out. Kendall had been fishing in probably, like, three or four months, so she'd been really wanting to go out. And um, at first, man, we're just we're killing on panfish and um, – and then, like an hour in, I caught a pretty nice large. Did you go to Guadalupe. Yeah, Guadalupe. Um, I caught a pretty nice largemouth. Uh, you know, for like, pretty nice for river fish. When you're waiting, is different. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like okay, it's probably like a pound, pound and a half. You yeah. know. And then um, we're fishing, and I told you guys I'm I'm kind of getting the watercolors. So, I actually sat on a rock while Kindle fished. And I painted a um, the river using the river water. So uh, you know, if you're weird about that, that's why. That's cool. No, there's a guy in uh, Austin who does that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's you know it's super relaxing, and um, I'm getting better as it as it goes. But nice. Uh, so that was fun, and then uh, we started fishing back, and you know we're at that point where we're just kind of like half fishing, you know, because you're like mm-hmm. eh, it's almost dark. We kind of got to get back to the car, and there's this one 
section of the quad that it looks so fishy. It's like this perfect little cutout. It's probably the size of your deck, you know, so it's maybe like 20 feet. Um, but I've never caught a fish out there. And this is like my honey hole. This is where I go all the time, you know. And I cast there every time I go, and I've never caught a fish, right? So Ken and I are walking back, and I'm going to stop, and we're kind of talking, and I'm just like half fishing. So I, I cast, and, I, and I'm stripping, stripping, and I don't see anything. So I go to reset the hook, and this good guad comes up, and I get so pissed because I pull it right out of his mouth, right? And class, so I'm, classic. It, oh, man, because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it at all. I'm like, oh, this is the do-nothing uh, uh, do hole, you know. And uh, so I'm like, I'm cursing myself, and I'm like, I'm going to do I'm going to get this guy. So I threw it right back in, and three strips later, he's on, you know. And um, he was a good little guad for out there, you know. Again, maybe a pound. Um, but, uh, man, I don't know. I, just, I hadn't caught a guad like that in a while, and it was it was nice, man. And then we just, you know, walked back, and we went to Cibolo Creek and had some beer and Nice. Good food. and This was, is a was, great day. Was, great evening. Oh, it was a great way to end the weekend, you know. Well, <laughs> we missed you at Real Recovery. Man, yeah, I was bummed too. But my, my students did really well at their, their competition and their tournament. So it was – it was the weekend was not lost. But I, I was bummed I couldn't go. Man, Real Recovery is probably the best weekend of the year. The two best – one of the two best weekends of the year. And Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, so tell me about that. How'd yeah, that go? so um, – <clears throat> Real recovery was great as far as what we did. I was a fishing buddy coordinator. Gabe was a fishing buddy. So basically, I got to boss Gabe around all weekend and tell him <laughs> what to do. It was <laughs> he fantastic. He did. Get water. It was fantastic. Make sure your guy catches fish. Yeah. Exactly. Hold no, them. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, and it's kind of always like, uh, well, at least from, from what I was doing uh, this year, it was, it was kind of a pain to get everything together and get the retreat going given the circumstances that we were under this year. But I knew that once I went to the retreat and saw the buddies and the participants and, you know, how awesome it is for the participants yeah. to go through it, it's all like, oh, it was all, it's always worth it. Yeah. So um, I think, Gabe, we won't mention any names, but you kind of made a good relationship with your guy that you were fishing with, that you were buddy yeah. for. No, had, so had do you want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so, you know, he's, he's actually – we knew some of these guys had fished, um, and uh, – I didn't know how, how good he was, you know, so it was an easy... We, we yeah. had heard that, yeah, like a lot of these guys have fly fished before. And normally yeah. on retreats, it's like no one has fly Maybe fished before. Maybe one person yeah. has cast Maybe it one time. Like yeah. this guy has gone to, to Belize with a windy day, hooked himself in the chest, had to go to the, to, to the nurse over there at some random rinky-dink hospital <laughs> to show... Like she was freaking out because she didn't know how to pull this hook out of his chest. Dude, this guy had so many stories that were just like... Like, man, like, it just didn't – I wasn't expecting that. I knew he fished no big deal. But just the day, it was awesome. You know, he got in a ton of fish. We swapped stories. Um, you know, he was a whiskey drinker. It was – dude, it was just a solid, solid two days. We got into some great fish. We had a lot of good laughs. 
a lot. You know, he was a trash talker just like me. So was we just oh man, rib right each in. other the whole time. You know, yeah. I tell and with his casting, it was like, hey, uh, go ahead and cast over there. You know, uh, by that by that uh, that twig, and he he'd lay it there. And I was like, hey. he goes, how's that? It's like I don't know, man. Like an inch <laughs> over, you know, you would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we got uh, another, uh, I guess what guad slam. Yeah, the biggest fish of the day was a nice like fourteen inch catfish. Yeah, I was saying he was the one who caught that cat. <laughs> yeah, we got euro nymphing nice. yeah. through uh, <laughs> through a run there, and uh, you know I thought he was stuck on something, and it, it, it you know we were just laughing about catching. Oh, he's man. like every time you think you're stuck. Yeah, and of course he's giving me crap. He's all like, I thought we caught real fish here, not uh, you know not uh, <laughs> not, not catfish, trash. Yeah, not these trash, trash fish. Uh, but no, man, we had got uh, some nice squats, some nice bass. Some, dude, it was just a great day. The weather was great, man. We couldn't have planned that any other way. I mean, yeah, just the morning was nice weekend. and cool. Yeah, morning was nice and cool. Evening was warm. Uh, man, it was just a solid week. You want to tell about your whiskey story? Because I think it's really cool. And you probably don't want to tell it, but I want you to tell it. He. So on Friday, okay, so Tuesday I had, I had jury duty. Yep. Got picked, had to go in. Didn't get picked for that court. Um, two wasted days. I would say at least two days not at work. Two freebies, but still it was just a wasted day. Couldn't do anything. Thursday, I took the kid out of school, which is hilarious because my wife's a teacher there. <laughs> but <laughs> took her took her out of school uh, and took her to the Valero Texas Open. Uh-huh. Now, she's she's getting into golf, you know, and I got she's got her own little clubs. We'll go and hit golf balls. So I'm like, here's your large bucket. Have fun with it. Yeah. Like, I'm not giving any pointers. I, I'll set you up and do this news, but have, have we're, we're see see what happens. Have fun with it. She yeah. loves it. She's got a little Tylus hat on and everything. So we went we went <laughs> so to the golf cute. tournament. Dude, we went to the golf tournament like right off the bat. She sees uh you know DeShambo, she sees Rory, she sees Jason a day. Um like within ten minutes. And for a six year old she's like Okay, yeah, you know, like I said, these these, are, these guys are awesome. She's like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, no problem. <laughs> nice. And uh, you know, she got she got uh, she got autographed by Ian Poulter. She got an autograph by by Jordan Spieth. And again, she's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, no, like Jordan Spieth would be like on the pinnacle of a lot of people's autograph list. I mean, know? it was awesome. She she signed it. And, Of course, my sister went to UT, and and you know, so Spieth sister, went to UT too, right? Yeah, yeah, he went to UT. So you know, we got we got done with that. She had a great time. Um, Friday. I have kept my waiters, unfortunately, outside, hanging on the lawnmower underneath a, a uh, you know, a little patio <laughs> for at least six months, right? Uh-huh. I shook off my boots, yeah, packed all my crap, shook out my boots, uh, folded up my 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 waiters, uh, put it in the back of the car, you know, loaded everything up, and I went to my my little honey hole. And and I, I when I went in, grabbed some stuff, you know, to drink for the weekend, some sodas, you know, just went over, say hi. And I jokingly said, because the joke between me and me and her is, do you have Blands? Because, again, if you're in this, you're going to – it never fails. You could be there in an afternoon. Someone's going to walk in or call, do you have Blands, and just walk straight out, right? I'm getting there to get stuff, and it's just it's just funny. So I, joke, I jokingly said, hey – do you have a bottle of Blands? Actually, I take that back. I bought something, went to the car, realized I forgot something, and walked in and said, "Hey, do you happen to have a bottle of Blands?" <laughs> and jokingly, right, right. <laughs> and she goes, "Actually, I do." Oh, and I was like, "Okay, great. You want it? Sure. Why not? Right?" right? And I was going to give it to our host, who's who uh, who I've done before. I think last last time we did, I gave him a bottle of Blands too, but I was going to give it to our host. Um, regardless, we 
loaded everything up, got my bottle of Blands in the side there, and we went to a, a buddy of mine's place, uh, and I met with one of the other part- uh, buddies. We went fishing prior to going up to Waring, uh, but we went to my other buddy's place uh, just to, you know, he needed some quick little stuff, move logs, but we fished that area, uh, which is uh, the Gua just above Bernie, not by very much, just yep. outside of Bernie. So I we put our waders on. I had my waders on for about 20 minutes, and uh-huh. I'm loading all my stuff on, and then we get into the water. Now, he went into the water to start fishing. I went in about knee deep and then came up on the other side because I wanted to kind of just watch him and walk the other bank just to, to check him out, right? I'm, I get into the water. I come out of the water, you know, so your, your, your waders kind of tense up a little bit. Right. The water's a little cold. Get a little pressure. And I walk about 20 steps, and I feel like I got 30 ants biting my leg like i'm like i'm heating the side of my pants Seeing like going, going like on. what the hell like maybe just try to kill all those things you know big slaps whatever but i'm just feeling like this tingle is like this pain followed by tingling around my calf area uh-huh. so it's not going away like i walk 10 steps i'm like man i'm getting still getting bit so i roll down my waders and i see my leg and i'm like there's no ants there like what the hell <laughs> yeah and i put my rod down and i was like there's no ants there and a damn paper wasp flies out of oh, my waiter. So while it's been hanging in there over the 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 handle of a of a lawnmower, the last few I shook months. out my shoes, thinking there's stuff in my shoes, and I I never think to shake out my waiter. Yeah, right. So this homeboy's been sitting in my waiter for twenty minutes, and I guess that Stinging cold. You. Sitting in the cold, and then uh, the and pressure. That, that, that pressure just was like, oh, I'm pissed off. <laughs> and, oh, my God. So just like, luckily, the cold compression of the Guadalupe that, that morning was felt a little bit better. But, man, that, that night, like, it felt like I ran a marathon on, like, one leg. Oh, so nothing that uh, some other whiskey couldn't fix that we took with us. Um, but regardless, I fished with this guy on Saturday. Um, you know, a lot of good stories. Um, really really super guy, you know, going through a tough spot. And, you know, he, I don't know how we got on talking about whiskeys and stuff. And he's like, you know, for, for years, I, I loved Blanton's. I collected all of them. I collected all the little horses. I collected all of that. And, um, and I was like, man, that's, that's cool. And he's like, but you know, where I'm at, where I live in Texas, like I, I have, it's been two years and I haven't seen it almost three years and I haven't seen it. And, and you guys are just talking. He's just we're talking just about talking. his favorite bourbon. We were just shooting the stuff, yeah. shooting the breeze, and he brought it up. And you know, like I said, he's going through a spot. He's uh, he's stage four, um, and uh, uh, it was stage four. Um, uh, pain, tra- pain, pain uh, What is it? Pancreatic. 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 Um, yeah. And um, you know, has, has been given a time frame. Uh, is, is has at least kind of exceeded that. Okay. Um, but it's given a time frame. But, you know, he, yeah, a lot of frustration and stuff like that, but that's the whole point of this, right? Just right. to try to. And anyway, so that evening, that Saturday evening, I thought we were going to, I brought it so that we could share our our host could not make it up. Uh-huh. Okay, our host could not make it up. Uh, Are you talking we, about me as the host? No, I'm talking about uh, uh, Asher. Asher. Home, yeah, yeah. And, and then and then, uh, but you left as well to go party someplace else. Uh, we, we had we had a they had their Steve, own little. I'm hoping Steve is going to listen to this. <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, we had meetings <laughs> that the uh, 
that the staff of the retreat, so the coordinators, yeah. the fishing buddy coordinator, the photographer, and the facilitator and all that. We had meetings at 9 p.m. every night. That was when all the participant stuff was over. And uh, really, they were kind of like parties. Well, I mean, once they got their business out of the way. It's like, well, we're already you here. Do, you do a little drinking. Uh, oh, there was all kinds of whiskey being passed around but, but for again, like two hours. This is, this oh, is very nice. Again, this is after the, the deal, after yeah. the, the yeah. day has concluded. Yeah. Um, you know, and all the participants are in bed. This is just, uh, you know. Um, so Sunday, you know, we, we get through with everything. We finish up. He didn't want to fish that day. He wanted to do some fly tying. No problem. You know, that's yeah. the whole point. Look, dude. Oh, yeah. I, and, and that's your weekend. This is the cool thing about real recovery that when you come in as a participant, your buddy who's fishing with you is there to fish with you. If you want to go and talk, they're there to talk. If you want to fly tie, they're there to help you fly tie. You want to go take a little bit of a breather or a nap for an hour and come back. They'll we there will wait yep. for you to go down, you know, and fish with you. Be there for you. Right, we're there for you. There, yeah, we're there for you. The whole and time. it's amazing to see some of these guys because that it blows them away. You know, they they think they're trying to be like, well, you know, I don't want to. You go fishing. It's like, no, man. Like we, this is. I'm here for you. I'm volunteering for you. So regardless, that bottle did not get open Saturday night, and Sunday. Uh, you know, we got through with everything. He was very sincere in his 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 thankfulness of you know being me being his fishing buddy. We had a good time. We we talked. He he enjoyed it. He shook my hand and all that. I said, okay, great. When this thing's done, officially done, I have something for you in my car. He's like, okay, and um, and I we we got done with the the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Everything's done. We're all you know saying goodbyes to everybody. We go to my car. I hand him this plastic bag with a box, and I go, "Here you go." And he's like, "What is this?" It's like, "Open." And he opens the bag, and he looks up at me, and he's like, "I thought." <laughs> he goes, I, "I thought I drank my last bottle of Blanton's." And dude, it was just like. <sighs> You know, it, it it was rough, you know, and 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 he came over and he gave me the biggest bear hug uh, and proceeded for the next 30 minutes to give me like three more big bear hugs uh, of that. And his wife rolled up to pick him up and we, we went to um, we went to go get some stuff out of his out of his uh, out of his room. And his, that's when his wife was there. She was there, and it, and he immediately, like a kid, he's like, "Look, hun, look, look, look what I got." And she's like, "Well, what is that?" And he's like, "Here, look." And she opened. She's like, "What the shit? Did you, where did you get? How did you get this? And what I, kidney did what you trade for yeah. this? <laughs> you know?" And and I was like, "Look, guys, like you don't you don't understand the forces at work for this weekend, right? For for this to happen." For you to get this, like, this isn't, this is the universe gifting this to you, right. not me. Yeah, you know, for when all of the revolving pieces, because there was, I'll, Gabe yeah. was with this guy for a reason, and it was out of his control. Yeah, I'll just say that. Yeah, out of my control to be with him. Yes, it was out of his control. So that he was selected to to like, help directly for this to be with this guy and, and help yeah. him out and and like I said for Friday to forget something and go back in and yeah. to be a dumbass and go hey do you happen to have you know have they just messing around just messing around yeah. and she's like I got you you're one of my good customers I got you yeah and uh and 
it, it just to see that, uh, yeah, man, it's just like, it's just awesome. And again, I preface it saying the ceremonies were over, everything yeah. was done. <laughs> this is not a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, man, it 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 just it was the coolest thing in my time, and I've had several several different experiences in being a fishing buddy over the last seven years and this this is up there yeah you know and and especially something like that it just uh, you know again that was not me i i did that had nothing to do with that was just the universe willing something together putting things together to to let that happen that's crazy that honestly, nuts. that is because you probably ask for blends all the time. I don't ask. I mean, right? I, not, not not like you're acting, but like you probably right. jokingly ask for that, and that's not a bottle you just. There's like, been times where I've gone there and she and and she's had it. And I'm like, ah, dude, I don't want one. Like, yeah. I'm I, seriously. I, I mean, I don't. I'll buy it as a thank you gift. Right. You know, if I've run into one, it's usually going to be a Christmas or a thank you gift. Right. Uh, and especially for the, our host, who who I called afterward and said, look. I'm gonna get you something else, but this is what I was gonna get you. Yeah, and at least for you to be here to have it with right, us. Right, right. But this is what happened, and he's all like, "I don't want it." Yeah, like how can you? How no, can you? No, man, that's that's so special. That moment, that's you can't beat that. So it from Tuesday to Sunday was just a crazy week. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Caught fish, got my buddy to catch fish. Had it. The weather was fantastic, dude. And then to end it, to end it like that. Dude, fan, oh, amazing! Man, that's and I did stop on the way back and got some popos. I did get some meatloaf and chicken for the girls, and <laughs> and I I did get I did get that pudding, the bread pudding. Dude, oh, I'll tell you what, bro. man, we Popo, went to po- the popos fish, bread pudding. The oh, uh, God, fishing so buddies went uh, on Saturday night to popos uh-huh. as a group. Yeah. Ooh. I'm the only one who skipped dessert, so I'm seeing everyone eating cobblers. And well, I just get dessert. I just like I had like half a fried chicken. Oh yeah, yeah, I get and you. I was just, dude, I was like, You're I'm like, in a good place. I'm I in want a good to, place. but I can't. Because I saw this. I mean, that bread pudding was the size of uh, Landon's face. Yeah, <laughs> you know, drenched in like this oh, like whiskey sauce. Whiskey oh, sauce. Oh man, holy crap, man, it was so, so good. good. And so yeah, I or I called it in. Um, Rob and I actually stayed. And fish that the top stretch had a great time. Man, the water was nice and cool, clear. Dude, Popo's is so good. It's such a it hidden is. gem. Yeah. Especially it after waiting really that afternoon, is. too. I'm like, man, I, I didn't know. And then our waitress, wait, what was our waitress it, name again? Oh, man, she was great. I forgot. I forgot. But she's been there for a while. She was hilarious. Dude. Oh, the waitresses there are so yeah. funny. They, she was hilarious. We uh, Carson forgot his wallet. <laughs> and... <laughs> I was there, and he's like, oh, Landon, will you buy my dinner because I forgot my wallet? Okay, you forgot your wallet, whatever. You just want me to buy you dinner. So we're ribbing him, and she overhears. She pulls a whole other table into our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> She's embarrassing the crap out of him. <laughs> like, this guy forgot his wallet. She, you goes, know? she goes, hey, Sarah, who this, I mean, I guess a local who goes yeah, there a lot. Yeah. She's like, what does Bob say when when you guys come for dinner? And she's all like, and she wasn't even privy to our thing. She's all like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot my wallet. And like, oh my God. So she got the whole restaurant oh, involved man. into like ribbing Carson for getting his wallet. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the, was, the way she's hilarious. It was awesome. It was a, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was Popo's is great. Popo's good. Oh, dude, solid. It was a good meal. It was just a great weekend. You know, everyone knocked out, caught fish. Yeah, everyone caught fish, which is not which was great. The norm. Uh, well, mean, no, it, it is. It is everyone covered, but there's been some hard. There's been some hard, hard weekends, weekends yeah. where and we, the water was low this trip. Yeah, water was oh, low. Yeah. Wasn't you know it was definitely fishable. 
you know, uh, it's it, not quite at that point yet where it's just and like, water was still cold, man. Yeah. The water was still cold even oh, yeah. even in the even, afternoon. Yeah, when we went on Sunday when it was like eighty degrees, I was like, this is still chilly. Yeah, it, it was nice. I mean, it yeah. was nice if you wanted to wade when it, you know when it was late late on Sunday, especially late Sunday got hot. But man, it was just a weird. You know, you're, you're seen it being cool, right. not that cold. Right. Um, but yeah, was, I mean, there was carp out there. Obviously, we saw some catfish, a lot of good bass. I mean, everyone had fun. It was a, it was a very good weekend, and I'm already excited for September. Yeah, yeah and September is the uh, veterans yeah. retreat. Yeah. So, yep, no good times. And my leg got better. Didn't have to, you know, no EpiPen here. That's good. Um, good, you know. Uh, That's where my Kendall one time we were we were fishing and we were throwing on our wading boots, and. Uh, <laughs> She flipped it over, and the largest cockroach I think I've ever oh, seen man. landed on her skin oh. and started crawling around. And oh man, even I freaked out. I was like, "Well, oh, that's that's nasty." Yeah. Like, you're on you, babe. It's all you. <laughs> like, you got you to take a shower before. You think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, it's man. It was just a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of June bugs. A lot of cool phoenix. Uh, what do you call this? Or pharaoh? I think they call them feral moss or something. Pharaoh moss. These big. They're like three inches wide. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah. the black and orange ones? Yeah, they're being just some really, you know, you're, you're out there. A lot of cool vermilion flycatchers are out there. <coughs> some, uh, some uh, I call them Chihuahua and ravens, but uh, Chihuahua, Chihuahua ravens. Uh-huh. Uh, but, man, it was, I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better weekend, yeah. Landon. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, nice I know you were running around. Landon was running around. You know, making water. sure, giving out rock, making sure everything was good. Uh, and, and my job's my job's a little different than Gabe's. Yeah, I get to stand there and look pretty. He's actually working. You you put in the steps. Although I tell you what, the backpack cooler Dude, was a saver. move. Yeah, was yeah because at, at the spot specifically where Gabe likes to fish is like this steep, steep staircase. Yeah, and traditionally, like you know, they usually leave the cooler at the top. In case guys need water, so you got to walk up and down, whatever. Well, I bought a backpack cooler. I looked at Yeti, but I didn't want to drop three hundred bucks. I was at Walmart one day, and I was like, "Oh, the outdoor whatever brand that oh, Walmart mountain, says Mountain Something Outdoor Mountain." Yeah, yeah, the Walmart brand. The yeah. Walmart brand. And I was like, forty bucks. Okay, I'll buy a forty dollar backpack cooler. Mountain Ozarks. Yeah. Mountain Ozarks. Yeah, Mountain yeah. Ozarks. Yeah, and uh, man, it worked great. I loaded it down with waters, filled it with ice. And was walking around. Waters are cold. Waters are cold. Answering phone calls. Hey, you guys need water? I'm on my way. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. Your hands it's are free. On, it's on my back. You know, don't yeah. got to carry a cooler around. It was fantastic. That sounds great. No, and I, yeah. that, that stretch, I mean, you're to 45 degree angle. Yeah. Going straight down. And it's it's a little, it's, it's a little, little and tough, the guys little are shaky. spread out. And the guys are yeah. spread out a it lot. Is, yeah. So it's like, a but mile what's or so. beautiful about that stretch is that you're surrounded by cypress trees oh, and the hanging moss. It's beautiful, and yeah, a lot the of water those guys super sh- uh, yeah. super deep most of the places. And, and a lot of those guys haven't been down yet. They didn't necessarily. They know there's water around, but they've been so busy with the uh, courageous conversations, everything. They haven't really gone and exploring and looked. So when you walk down there, and the waters, the water, you hear the water running. You know, water's clear. Morning's coming out. Birds are chirping, and you, you just you're looking at you know the, the these huge tall cypress trees that are engulfing you. It is. That's why I like that spot. Not just for the fishing aspect, but, man, it is everything. There's, like, nothing better. It is everything Honestly, about perfect. Texas fishing. It is. Uh, the Guadalupe, that that right yeah. there, if, you know, in one picture, 
It That's is, it. man. The cypress trees, oh, man. early morning in the spring and summer. Such a cool place. It is. Oh, man. Such a cool place. So we're, we're fortunate. It was a great weekend. Yeah. Retreat went it smooth. It sounds like it, man. That's that's awesome. If any of you guys want to volunteer as a fishing buddy, you have our email. It's in the description. Yeah. Reach out. Reach yeah. out. Honestly, it is the best weekend of the year. And likewise, if, if you guys know anybody, uh, men, uh, you know, brothers, family members that have any form of, of cancer or, or have, have had, had or, cancer, or have had cancer this this is a great opportunity for them to get out, be amongst guys that are going through or have gone through the same thing. Um, it, it's just an amazing. It's and amazing it's free. Time. You just got to get there. Yep. Food was good. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. The food is always pretty. The good. The group at Camp yeah. Capers there does an amazing job. We all get fed well. Um, it's it's just a great a great opportunity. If you if you guys um, you know again have any questions. Send it to us. We'll be happy to answer for you. Yep. FX presents Under the Banner of Heaven. This case I'm working on is a double murder. Inspired by the true crime bestseller by John Krakauer. Oh, my God. And starring Academy Award nominee Andrew Garfield. The evidence points to things and to beliefs that I have only ever heard whisperings about. FX is under the banner of heaven. All new Thursdays, only on Hulu. This year's NBA playoffs are going to feature a lot of great rookies. And FanDuel wants you to be one of them. Make your debut on FanDuel Sportsbook with promo code ROOKIE. And your first bet is risk-free up to 1000 bucks. So you can bet the point spread, grab the money line, or build a same-game parlay. And if you make a rookie mistake... FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in site credit so you can take another shot. Okay, this guy's got potential. Make every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up and unlock your risk-free first bet up to $1,000. We're looking forward to seeing what you're made of. 21 plus in President Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Zach, you have, I think we'll end on your uh, creature. That sounds good to me. The Stellar Sea Ape. Stellar Sea Ape. I was looking up that bourbon, and now I can't find it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so... The Stellar Sea Ape. It was found by a German zoologist, George Steller. When would you guys think it was found? And it was found near Alaska. Mm. 1945. Okay. I'm going to go, nah, let's go 1890. Ooh, you went the right direction. It was actually 1741. Oh, wow. Uh, around the Shumagin Islands and Alaska. The animal is described as being around one and a half meters or five feet long with a dog-like head. Long, drooping whiskers, an elongated but robust body, thick fur coat. It has no limbs, and it has tail fins much like a shark. So basically a seal. Everything mixed together. Yeah, basically a seal. (laughs) I I was like, I found this earlier, and I'm like, yeah, so it's a seal. Um, He described the creature as being playful and inquisitive like a monkey. So a seal. Yeah. So I'm hearing a seal. So I'm hearing a seal. Did anyone throw him a ball? <laughs> After he, so he actually thought, hey, I'm going to observe this. So he observed it for about two hours. And then he thought, you know what? This is such a lovely creature. I'm going to attempt to shoot it and take it home. Oh, man. I love the old timers. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> man. It's like, this is a one-of-a-kind animal. Let's yeah. kill it. <laughs> so he missed, and the creature then swam away. 
Uh, there have been four attempts to scientifically classify the creature. It is uh, actually has a um, a scientific name called Simia marina, right? Why would it have a scientific name? For what? Is this cryptozoology or is this zoology? Uh, well, a <laughs> little bit of both, <laughs> oh my right? Uh, it's also known as the Siren cynocephala, the Trichicus hydropithecus, okay. and the Manatus simia, right? So like that would be the simian manatee. Right. Um, most people believe that Stellar most likely misidentified a northern fur seal. Uh, there have been other accounts um, of seeing it. In 1965, a sailor named Miles Smeaton and his daughter Cleo uh, saw a similar creature on the northern coast of the Atka Island. Uh, they reported the creature being about 5 feet long, having 10 to 13 centimeter reddish-yellow fur, and a face resembling that of a dog breed, Shizu, right? Or okay. Shizu, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Smeaton details this 10 to 15 second encounter in his book, Misty Island, noting Stellar's observations closely matched his own. So, it sounds like it's a sea, like a seal. I mean, it just could be like a... A different type of seal, right? But it, it's just like it's like oh, it's about five feet long. It's fat and blubbery, and it's got the face of a dog with no limbs. Let's shoot it. Yeah, let's shoot it. Oh, I miss the man. The old timers are great. In fact, that, that's how that's how birding started. It's like see how many different types of species of we birds you could kill, kill in wrinkle. one day, in one day, or whatever. And now it's like, well, I guess we can't shoot them. So let's look. Like, Take a picture of them. Yeah, because they're going extinct. And you <laughs> shot them all. <laughs> we killed them all. Yeah, which you know. Be nice if we had a little taxidermy, crazy, you know, dodo bird type feathers. That'd be awesome. Oh man, I need to, I need to get like a friend at some like natural history museum. Yeah, be like, hey, uh, or like at the aquarium. Hey, have you, know? you read the Feather Thief? No. Oh, oh you should want to read a copy if you have it here. I don't I'll, read. Uh, oh, you would like listen. To you it. would like this. I gotta listen to it. I yeah, yeah. To it. you would like this book. It's it is really good. Did you read it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, dude, homeboy. Who likes cl- tying classic salmon flies? Yeah, broke into Britain's Natural History Museum yeah. and stole and man. stole and stole half a million dollars worth of feathers. Yes, and of they were documented. So, like back in the what eighteen hundreds or seventeen hundreds, Charles Darwin had like an equal right. They were both discovering the exact same thing in okay. different times. Okay, um, and so he stole not all Charles Darwin's. Uh, Species, uh, specimens, but this other guy. What was that guy's is, name? I cannot remember, but he was in South America at the time. Okay. And um, he took all that back to Britain with him, and this kid stole all of his awesome. stuff. And then he cut off all of the documentation tags. Nice. And so there's no way to document what it was, what it was, when it was documented, where it was found, effectively ruining all of the all of the uh, specimens and the scientific purpose. Yeah. Um, some big old bug. Want some Velociraptor feathers? Oh, yeah. Oh man, because they had feathers. Yeah, they had feathers. They did, and some woolly woolly mammoth fur. Man, they were millions. Alfred Russell Wallace. That's right. So Wallace. Not only did Wallace bring all these birds back, it was from his second expedition because his first. All of his collections from his first like couple year expedition were lost to a fire. Yeah, like I was they were burned fire. up, right? Yeah, they were lost to a boat fire. So this dude spent like twenty years documenting all these birds, and a lot of these birds are extinct and no longer around. And this homeboy 
But the book's good. It talks about how like they like how the kid planned it. Yeah. Um, it talks about like how he fell into fly tying. He doesn't like fly fishing. He just likes fly tying. That's yeah. crazy. And oh man, it is it's good. And it's one of like as far as like modern high scope dollar amount. Yeah. It is one of the like biggest robberies dollar amount in yeah. recent history. And nobody really heard about it. And this happened like not that long ago. Two thousand nine. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. So Got some listening material to do this week then. Yeah, no, it's a good one. So I was on another podcast. I cheated on you guys. That's true. That's why you didn't answer your phone. That's right. So uh, this episode will be out by the time y'all are listening to this. I was on an episode of The Nomadic Outdoorsman with Dan, and it was a fantastic podcast. You guys really hit it off. We hit it off. We're going to go fishing, and he lives in Missouri, so we're working on that. Going to make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) But man, we hit it off. We have some like weird connections to people in Texas, and uh, he's super nice guy. He's got a great podcast, more hunting oriented, right? But uh, he's got a great podcast, so you guys should go listen to that episode. It's called the Nomadic Outdoorsman, and you can find it where podcasts are listened to. Are found. Are found. Yeah. Find it where podcasts are found. The Nomadic Outdoorsman. So if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or whatever, go right now you can go on your same platform and listen find it and listen to me. Yeah. Talk about fly fishing. There you go. But I, but I can listen to you anytime I want. I, I know. I can just call you. That's true. That's right. No, but perfect. I'm in. So, all right, guys. We're going to transition to our episode with Wes at the Texas Fly Fishing and Brew Festival. So much fun. His business is Onion Creek Fly, and he uh, ties flies for a living. He also uh, does a lot in the country music scene, which is interesting. Yeah. And I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Honey Hole Hangout Podcast. We have a great guest for today. We are at the Texas Fly Fishing and Brew Festival with Wes from Onion Creek Fly Company. Hey, Landon. What's up, man? It's good to see you. Good to see you, too, man. <laughs> yeah. I miss uh, working together when we used to order flies from you, and uh, then you got too big for us. Oh, I didn't get too big for you. I got, <laughs> I got tired of tying flies for shops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I under, and I, We won't go into those details, but I know yeah. why. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. It's, 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 hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard as, it's hard as a commercial tire here to make money tying for shops. Absolutely. Especially uh, um, when you don't as a tire source out anything like mm. so many people do like yeah. if that's your only thing is is shops it's tough uh, yeah absolutely yeah. and and if all you're and if you're doing a bunch of shops you don't really have time to keep up with like retail yeah yeah so and your own online orders yeah yeah where yeah. you're making actually real money yeah livable money absolutely I've, I've found some shops that that have been able to support you know paying a premium and they keep you know it makes sense for me. Yeah. Yeah. But not my, the majority, it's like, that's like two. So yeah. these days if a shop, you know, reaches out for me, it's usually for permanent flies and it's, I don't mind doing it, but it's going to cost you. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Well, permit flies, the actual ones that people want to fish, hard to get out of those out of a catalog. Yeah. Weighted right and done, done the way that, you know. Yeah. Where you show up to your you destination. Get, you might get a couple shots. You want those shots to matter with flies that are going to do what you want them to do. Yes, you don't want to show up to your destination and your guide ask you where your other box is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So, Wes, before we talk about the fly tying, yeah. tell us what you did in your previous life. Because so it's very interesting. <laughs> so, for probably f- close to 20 years, I worked in the music industry. I started out um, 
at a independent record label years ago, and that brought me moved me to Austin essentially. Um, and then from that, I went went on to work as a uh, tour manager or anything you could do on a tour, basically, other than audio and lighting. I, yeah. I, I don't really do sound or lights. Um, but I was uh, started out selling merch somewhere, and then I was tour managing, and then from that, I what went does to, tour managing mean? So basically, uh, it it can depending on the size of the band or what how they want that job description broke out. It can mean a, a lot of things. I mean, when I it was, could be merch. Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> yeah, mean, there was could. a there was a time where I was doing all that. I was yeah. I was tour managing. I was driving the van. I was essentially the travel agent. Like I was booking the hotels. Yeah, and you're booking the next venues. I was driving driving to them. I was helping set up and all of that stuff. So settling the show at the end of the night, i.e., getting paid, mm-hmm. making sure that you know the band had everything they needed. Um, I mean, I was a glorified butler. Yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially, and sometimes not even glorified. <laughs> um, but yeah, from there, I kind of I decided that I didn't really want to tour manage anymore. I didn't want that responsibility. Yeah. Um, and because when I got done touring, I wanted to be done. Yeah. And when you're tour manager, you're always advancing shows or yeah. The second you get home, you're thinking about the next tour. Yes. And I just got sick of that, so I just went to where I was uh, either stage managing or guitar teching or doing both. Yeah. And that meant that. When I was done with the tour, I didn't really have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, so you got back and you decided to stage manage. That's why, actually, I originally wanted to go to college to be a stage manager. Oh, wow. But for theater, not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. N- not. Uh, it's a little different. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 being, not being a th- uh, theater kid growing up, mm-hmm. like, it was a lot, there was a lot, you know, for me to learn. Upstage, downstage. Yeah. Stage right, stage left. You know, call calling a show, doing that sort of stuff. And, you know, when, uh, I, I played a lot of theaters yeah. um, growing up, so I got to learn a lot about a lot, a lot about that and what fire it, curtains. And yep. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I know it all, man. And it's funny. I actually, I took the stuff I learned from being a stage manager to actually my uh, stepbrother was in a band in college. And mm-hmm. so I'd, I'd help run sound yeah. for them and, and yeah. do all that. And yeah. Run lighting. And yep. so that's all. I, that's I mean, it's all, all super similar. I yeah. mean, the. And it carries the, over. Yeah. The lingo, especially. That's. Yeah. I mean, you know. Because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You'll use some words. People are like, what? And who, are, words? who are some bands that you toured with? Um. I spent, uh, at the end of kind of doing that, I spent probably four years with a band called Need to Breathe. Okay. Which yeah. A rock band. They were Charleston, South Carolina-based. Uh, some of them are in Nashville now. But I did that for, I think, I think about four years. Um, it was a great, great, great gig. Um, I still, still see those guys here and there and keep, keep in touch. Yeah. And then I thought I was going to get off the road after, after I left that. But then uh, I got a call about doing a Wild Love It tour. Oh, okay. I love Wild Love It. Yeah. And that was like, man, I can't really. <laughs> How do you turn that down? I can't really say no to this. Yeah. And, well, I'm going to quote them a stupid amount of money, or what I think is a stupid amount of money. And, man, they, they called my bluff. and <laughs> They're like, come on. So I, I went out and did that for, uh, I don't know, I think it was like eight weeks or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was, I think, in 2017. Um, I did this summer large band tour, and that was great. I'll say I, th- I might have seen that tour because they went through the San Antonio, went through the Majestic Theater. We did, but we canceled that the, because it was during Harvey. Was that okay? Yeah. So like literally, like we we were in Houston the night before, uh-huh. and then we had got to San Antonio, and they canceled. Yeah. So we just I had a day off, and we were in Austin, so I got to go home. Yeah. A day early, which was yeah. I was like yes. <laughs> and then we did two nights at Moody. We did the first night. 
and then they canceled the second one because winds and things got so crazy in yeah. Austin from uh, Harvey that yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well. And then I was, and that, then I had one show in Dallas, and I was done. Yeah, so that was it. Worked out. That was your last tour. Yeah, that was my last tour, and then I kind of took a break. I I did nothing but tie for a while, mm-hmm. and then I had opportunity to go be the production manager at Floors Country Store. No way. Yeah, okay. in Holotus, and yeah, I've been yeah. I've been doing that. Uh, I actually took it over at the beginning of twenty. Okay. So I worked for. Are you till, still doing that? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I, no way. Yeah. yeah. So I worked till March of twenty, and then I we closed down. Yeah, and now for they're COVID. reopening yeah. back up last year. Or so. Yeah. Well, we opened up at the end of twenty, so yeah. we did outdoor shows at a. And then uh, they did. They had the the individual seating. Yeah. And now it's more. Normal. Now we're back back to yeah. full cap and once. once I it, love floors is probably my favorite venue. Yeah, it's around. got a lot of history. Yeah. I think we're in. Year eighty five oh, or something. Yeah. I saw Sticks play there back in November or October. Oh right on, yeah. yeah. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen him play like six times. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh uh Wes you know, he had this running offer for me. He's like, Man, you let me know a show you want to go to and I'll hook you up. I was like, sweet, I'm gonna like take advantage of this. You know, I was like, you know, maybe I wanna go see Randall King. Yeah. I know him from college. Mm-hmm. He was in uh Bucks uh-huh. you know, fraternity. Yep. And uh, uh I know him from there. And uh, I'd really actually like to get him on the podcast. I think I could talk him into it. Oh, I know yeah. he's busy. I know those guys are busy, but maybe we could swing something. I bet you could get him to do it like a call in or something. Yeah, yeah. twenty. You know, not nothing big. Twenty minutes. Yeah, you know. But uh, you know, um, uh, I am blanking on the name now. Turnpike. Turnpike. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, announced their tour, and I saw they were playing at Floors, and I'm like, mm, I'm going to cash this offer yeah. in. <laughs> you, I, you and twenty other people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I messaged Wes. He's like, not going to happen for this show. He's like, any oh. other show. Yeah. Robert, Robert O'Keen's uh, last tour? Because I hear he's retiring. I could, yeah, year. he is. I could, I could maybe, I could maybe uh, uh, get you into one of those. Oh, okay. I think he's doing two nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, he's like, literally any other show. Any other yeah. show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I could make something work on that for sure. Yeah, no, but I appreciate that, Wes. Yeah, dude, anytime. Yeah, yeah he's always, you, you dude, Wes, you've always been uh, so nice and you know, helpful even with like uh, back at Orvis and flies and yeah, everything, and that's that's all we appreciate that. Well, I mean, it's it's it. I don't understand, uh, you know, other other ways to do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't make any sense to me that after working in the music business for however long I did, I I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get in the fishing business and things will <laughs> like not be as. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good word, volatile. Um, at yeah. times, yeah, maybe not as many egos, and but boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Man, I've never seen some egos like I have in like Fisher people. <laughs> well, and you, you say that too, but then like, man, we record we we've recorded like a couple episodes of our dude Pat Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Man, we had him on like earlier this morning, dude. I, I talked to him at Trout Fest, met him like for the first time. Like, you want to come on our podcast? No questions asked. Yes. Oh yeah, we're gonna make it happen. Then we talked with uh, Jeff from Fly Hair Company. And dude is super nice, and yeah. like so, there are people. Oh, I, I'm that, not saying that. No, no, yeah. no. I I know what you mean, but like there, there's both sides of there like, are. and you kind of find the people that are gonna welcoming like and welcoming and elevate. You know, you can ha- like help each other out. Yeah, and definitely. It it makes a difference. Oh yeah, it makes a difference. Absolutely, there's, and that's the thing I love. It's uh, I I can't I can't do the the ego the ego thing like in the gatekeeping and yeah. All of that, it's just, it's my Oh, so speaking of gatekeeping, what do you think is a fly? <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, any, anything that I can tie on to the end of my fly pole and throw and catch a fish. Okay. Yeah. 
Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, like a Rapala crankbait, if you can put it on like a 11 weight. I mean, it, it, if that's the way you want to spend your time, I'm not going to tell you different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like, like it. I, I, that's I'll, a good. That's a good yeah. place to stand on. I always yeah. thought. I'll, my always thing was like anything that can be attached to a hook with thread is yeah. a fly. And Isn't then that? I went as a trout fest, and there's a guy named Joe at the oh. recovery booth, <laughs> yeah. and he ties threadless flies. It totally blew my mind. I was like. Yeah, he was I, like I'm hot glue or something, right? I, I am changing my definition of what a fly is. <laughs> You're looking at me with a really confused look. You should see these flies that he ties. They are they're pretty great. They are fantastic looking and more durable than a threaded fly. Oh man, I'm 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 intrigued. Like I said, I don't I don't I can't even describe to you, but he uses like uh like kind of like a soldering tool with hot glue. Oh right on. Yeah. And until you see it, you're like you can't picture it. No, but, I can't, but but even like tying uh you know, feathers and stuff in works. Don't need thread. You can get feathers attached, but you can make these like perfectly. Um, so he builds tapered. flies. He builds, he builds flies. flies. Yeah. The, you can get like perfectly tapered bodies. Yeah. And uh, man, it was it was super cool. Yeah, it, was, it was neat. That's awesome. I, uh, I yeah. I wish I would have uh, walked around a little bit more at Trout Fest. I I came basically just to catch the conservation talks mm. um, and hear uh, and. The first one with Chuck and JD, I caught the tail end of that, and then went the over one. and then went in to catch Benny. Yeah, um, chat about what was going on in Florida. I'd been I'd been following it and all that stuff, and I just feel for those guys. And yeah, we're you know well, we did it. We got a podcast with uh, Benny and Lucas. I saw that. Yeah, and it uh, was it was great. It was a great show. And if you guys are listening now, this is going to be weeks after that. This is going to come out weeks after that podcast came out. But if you have not listened to that episode that we did with Benny and Lucas, you guys need to go back and listen. It will inspire you to make a difference. Oh yeah. And either help Florida or in your local area. Benny yeah. is just an inspiring guy. Yeah, and, he's yeah. he's doing great stuff. And uh, just for him to tell, uh, you know, look at me and uh, Pete, who uh, has the Skiff Wonder yep. podcast, that, hey, man, would me coming down with a couple guys be beneficial? Like, to come to the meetings on the on down here about the oyster stuff? And yeah. I just, you know, it, it, it's so meaningful that, He's willing to do that yeah. and have that. That 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 mentality is kind of what what kind of attracted me to this. Well, his mentality, anyway. he uh, is an inspirational leader. Oh, yeah. Man, like, like the, the charisma. Or if, if, organizer. If, yeah, dude, really. If, if he was like, man, I'm going to war, like real war, I'd be like, all right, um, I'm like I'm right behind it. you. Yeah. I'm following you. Yeah. 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 So yeah. He's doing good. I, I'm, I'm hoping that um, that – out of out of the shadows down here, somebody somebody will step up, yeah, and be that person. Um, I, I think that there's there's definitely some that could 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 assume the role right now, yeah, yeah. Um, if they would just do it, yeah, um, step up. And yeah. Pete's such a great guy too. I've been messaging, texting with Pete yeah. for a while because we're kind of we're on the same podcast network, mm -hmm. and that's how I found him. And uh, man, I've been messaging with him back and forth, and I you know. He had listened to some of our episodes. I listened to some, I listened to the one that you did on Pete's show. That was my first podcast ever. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> and 
dude, that's how we were. Go back and listen to episode one of our show. You'll be like, <laughs> I, I just hate listening to myself, period. Dude, yeah. So you'll those, be like, those first couple You'll, you'll be like, man, what were you guys doing? Yeah. What did you guys think you guys <laughs> could do? Did you, did you listen to a podcast before? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I actually met Pete uh, a couple years ago when uh, there was the public forums about what was the, the Harbor Island project. Okay. And all the desalination plants they were trying to put in. Yeah. Um, and dredging. So I met him at, at that meeting. Well, uh, and if we could organize like those guys in Florida are doing, yeah, like we have make the passion. A we have the people here. Yeah, it's. I, I think a lot of it is is like folks like literally putting egos aside and and realizing that you know I'm I, not everybody's out to get your spots. Yeah. Like the the <laughs> there's more important things than hotspotting every day. <laughs> yeah, the 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 mentality is just so mine this is mine mm. and it's like until something like this happens and then and then they want everybody to be i know this is ours yeah, yeah. be be you know involved in it and it's just like you're gonna have an easier time getting people involved and doing something if you know they're the mentality of like you know one coast yeah. like yeah it's, and then i i i do you have a good grasp of what's going on with the oyster situation? You brought that up a minute ago, and I was just curious. Yeah. We've talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually uh, uh, tried to get some people on that know very well what's going on, but they're just like, man, I'm you know, knee-deep in that every day. I just like, yeah. you know. And, uh, to, to, uh, I know probably enough to be dangerous. I, I couldn't sit here and spout off like statistics to you. Well, I know yeah. they're shutting down oyster uh, harvest mm-hmm. in 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 some capacity, yeah, some capacity yeah, in some areas. And we talked about those on. A, I can't remember what they are, but neither. we talked about them on a prior episode. Um, um, the I think it's uh, the the shutdown is definitely definitely the way to go currently until there can be. Some, you know, some assessment of what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to try and assess it while they're still pillaging it is kind of hard. Yeah. 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 And with, you know, I mean, if you look, I mean, Apalachicola, that used to be, they, they were oyster fishermen. Yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't exist there anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just... You know, looking at looking at those things and trying to learn from other places in the past, uh, that tells me that yeah, we need to back off, right? And we need to have some sort of as much as I and everybody else hates regulations and rules. Human beings have proved that we need them. We are incapable of policing ourselves. Yeah, we love things yeah. to death. Um, so it it just it it's a tough situation, and I don't. I'm not the person that wants to shut down anyone's livelihood by any means, but at the same time, like it's got to be somewhat sustainable. Well, if 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 it's not a sustainable level, it's going to be forcefully shut down forever. Well, yeah, the, yeah. It's it's the long term effect of it is, yeah. you know, there won't yeah. be a livelihood to be. Yeah, alone. yeah. It, it just there has to be, and with the you know the the recent uh, um, things that they've done to, I guess, start allowing permits for far- oyster farming. Mm. Like I just think that. Like there's so many things there that there's some, there's 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 better ways. Yeah. Um, and I think that they need to just be definitely looked into. And I'm I'm glad that TPWD is holding that forum. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going down to Rockport uh, on Thursday, which will be the third, to mm-hmm. go sit in the in the forum. 
Um, and what's happening on Thursday? I, I think this is going to be long gone. I mean, this yeah, is going to be weeks yeah, later, yeah. but I'm just It's curious. basically public. Ad- I think a public address to where everybody's going to just come and get to discuss what's going on and yeah. hear. hear Who's I, putting it on? I think it's TPWD. Okay. They're the ones leading it. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, there will be CCA folks there. There will be, I mean, I, I hope everybody that has a stake will be there. Yeah. yeah. They're holding opinion. three three meetings all at the same time. So there will be one in Galveston, mm-hmm. be one in Port O'Connor, and there will be one in Rockport. Yeah. Okay. So uh, hopefully they're all represented well and folks are there and uh, everybody can hear, you know, both, quote, unquote, both sides of it because I'm sure the oyster industry will be there. Yeah. Um, I would I would hope, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think just the the fact that so many other uh, oyster fisheries have been shut down, I think it put a big strain on us as well mm-hmm. um, because there's definitely some, from what I understood, uh, some out-of-town boats coming in. And kind of yeah. wanting to make the rules. Yeah. And, well, you know, just not, you know, they're, they're oyster fishermen. Yeah. They're going to go get oysters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm 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 think I'm 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 hoping for the best, and I think that, that we'll all be able to come come to some sort of understanding. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you don't have to share if you don't want to. But what, in your mind, what do you think would be the best outcome? Man, I think the best outcome, like I said, is shutting it down until we have a better grasp on what what it can handle. Yeah, uh, and then you know doing permits or something based on that. Yeah, where it's not just free for all. Yeah, and uh, that would be the in my mind probably the best thing, other than. Just going straight to the the farming method. Yeah, um, I would hope that they would, you know, it'd be a transition into that. Right. Um, but I, I don't. Once again, I can't sit here and tell you what that would cost people or right. what that would look like on that yeah. level and yeah. stuff like that. So it's just, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to be as informed as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the only thing I can do. I have been. I mean, looking back, like I've been reading about Apalachicola. Um, and what went down there, and that's basically all I can do. And I'm yeah. going to try to try to do more of that, and just have some points made. Are you looking at trying to, you know, do you get some time to speak? And are you? I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll need to say anything. You know, sometimes it's just bodies in the yeah, room. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, if if somebody's not willing to address some questions that I have, I've got no no problem standing up and yeah. ask them. I mean, I I think that the uh, like, it, yeah, I mean, I. Asked Benny, I was like, "Hey, man, so my question is, is how do how do we organize? Like, right. how do we get a bunch of dudes to do it?" And it was basically, you know, you just do it. <laughs> well, just, here 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 here's the deal. Benny Benny was on the show, and like, you just start calling people. Like, Wes, here's yeah. the deal. If you know you were going to this forum and it was a big deal, if there was a Senate House bill being pushed in our state that was going to make major changes, and I wasn't really aware of it, but you called me, yeah. I would be there. Yeah. Take a day off work, yep. do whatever I need to do. And I think, you know, to take away from Benny is like, you know, there's some guides, you know, in Florida. Maybe they don't get along with Benny or, you know, maybe, you know, you know, it's kind of like the same mentality of like mine. But Benny calls them and, you know, younger guides look up to him and maybe yeah. they don't want to say anything. But he calls them and says, hey, this is a big deal for you and for me. Will you be there? They were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. And that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, we all got to just put it aside. And it's not it's yeah. not left or right or blue or red. It's if we can't all get together and agree on this, yeah. then we're doomed. Yeah. yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, it, 
It, but but I think what I took away from Benny is, you know, you got to call people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to call people. And you just got to do it. Yeah. And I and I don't think anybody's doing that. Yeah, it, it's you. You Here. can't you can't be uh, you know intimidated or scared or any of that to yeah. just. Call people and be like, "Hey, we we need you here, and you need to be here because yeah. this affects you just like it does me, yeah. and it probably affects them more than it does me because I don't I don't make my living down there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I I love it and I enjoy it, and you know, it I would love other people to be able to do that at some point. Yeah, right. my daughter, um, other people's kids, like otherwise, it's if it, if it all dies, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. So you have a skiff. I do. Uh, how often do you get down to the coast and get to take that bad boy out? Man, we need to go fishing, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm always looking for friends with skiffs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I was too, and then I was like, I'm just going to buy my own. Um, you regret it? You're like, no, I'm glad I'm the friend with a skiff well, now. Well, yeah. I'm the friend with a raft. So, <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know? I'm, I'm always willing, willing to trade, trade yeah, some time on the boat. Let's do it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I bought a, finally found a skiff, I guess, two years ago almost, maybe almost three. Um, I'd watched, uh, you know, I was watching micro skiff for months and months and months and uh-huh. I'd kind of had, you know, I was kind of joking, but you know, I told my wife, I was like, if I find anything that I like under 20, I gotta, I gotta do it. And I, I watched the waterman that I have sit on micro skiff and just keep, I think it started at like 24 K and it got down to like 19 five. Uh-huh. And I woke up that morning and I saw that and I mentioned that to my wife. She goes, well, I guess you probably ought to call them. <laughs> That's nice. And I was like. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do that. And yeah, I uh, I got it delivered to the house. He delivered it to the house from Pasadena. And oh, really? Yeah, dang, nice. You drive it all the way? Yeah, absolutely. That's so. not. Yeah, that's that's rare. Yeah, and it. You know, it. I knew that. Any issues with the boat when you got it? Some things you had to work on. It. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's a 2006, so it's it's seen some water, probably more than I ever will. Yeah. Um. But uh, it uh, it had the original motor on it, and I've swapped that since since then. I, okay. I, I want to say it's had four or five owners. Yeah. So not knowing, I mean, the the old Tatsu TLDI that was on it, I mean, it probably had 500 hours or less on it, mm. which is nothing compared to how old, old the boat is. Yeah. Um, but it just, it wasn't, there were several days that I was on a flat, and it wouldn't start. And I was like, well, it's getting dark. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? Did you get it? Finally, get it to start. I, I finally like would. Uh, I just have to like take it out of gear and like rev it all the way up and, and finally and, just and crank it. Which yeah. then that throws every code in the motor off and the mechanics yelling at me and it's yeah, like I wanted to get home. I was like, well, everything you've told me doesn't work. And <laughs> that that motor kind of had a notorious uh, thing called uh, vapor lock, where the fuel couldn't get to where it needed to go. Yeah. So when I oh, would just do that, it would. Blast it all through there. Like, and it was like just enough something's like yeah. it's got to land where it's supposed to go. Yeah, yeah, and then it would do it. And the fix was some people would put a a, a fuel pump, a, a external fuel pump, like in one of their hatches. I'm like, I'm not doing this. No, I, this is not the way it's supposed to. Shouldn't it shouldn't have to be this way? Right. <laughs> so yeah. I, I luckily I uh, it literally happened like right during the pandemic when uh, you know. Supply chains were already getting weird, especially yeah. with boat motors. Yeah. And I found this one buried on the back of Micro Skiff. It had been there for months. Oh, nice. And it was uh, 2018 that had 12 hours on it. Oh. So yeah. somebody, had, had, it was a part of someone's build, and they got it, and they literally didn't like it and pulled it off and put a different motor on. That must be nice. And, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and he just had it sitting there, and he and shipped it. it's probably it. a deal. Yeah, it was, a, it was gr- I, I mean, I saved 
I say probably three grand yeah. and six months. Wow. Yeah. Um. So it was. Did you put it on yourself? Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. I I had it. Shipped man, those straight boat guys. Those boat. Some of those boat guys, man, they do put all that stuff on their sails, and I'm just like, that's not how my brain works. No, it's. Oh, especially if it's like a center console. Dude, I'd spend something. like four months trying to figure. That I don't out. trust myself enough. Yeah. I would. I would rather be able to. You know. You're like, yeah, I don't know about this. So I get a little more peace of mind, especially with. Yeah, you know somebody put it on right. Yeah. You're like, yeah, every, yeah. all the screws. <laughs> yeah. So you got your boat. Did you learn how to pole a skiff at that point when you got it? I did. That's what, like I'd never, I'd never pulled one before. Well, maybe once. I pulled like someone's hog island. But yeah. Um, I just, I'm not going to say that I'm the best at it, but we catch hey, you fish. you get better every day. Yeah. We catch every fish. time you go out, you yeah. probably do learn something new or get more confident. Yep. How long have you had the skiff? Uh, uh, I think August will be three years. Okay. So a little over two years. Yeah, yeah. I just went on a pretty long dry spell. I, I finally uh, two weeks ago got out, but it had been five months yeah. since I'd even fished. Do you only take it down the coast or you ever put it in the lakes? I'll take it to like, like Bass Drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Catch some bass. Yeah, yeah. bass yeah. or carp. And it runs pretty well? You like it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's great for carp fishing. Yeah, is it a center console or a tiller? Side. Side console. Yeah, yeah. Nice. which is a little weird. Um, if, I, if I ever get another one, it will definitely be center. center. Yeah. 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 And what's it called when you just sit in the back and have a little? Tiller. Tiller. Tiller, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it uh, it. I think the uh the center console is the more comfortable of the of the setup, and I've I haven't really ran one, but based on running a side, I'm a bigger dude, so it's like <laughs> the boat's like leaning, and I gotta like trim it to level it out, yeah. and I'm like yeah, like or throw the cooler on one side, yeah, that's all right, yeah, I get it's all weight balance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, let's move on to fly tying now. Okay. So tell us about Onion Creek and how you got started. You kind of mentioned that briefly already. Yeah. So I, uh, whenever I was uh, getting off the road, uh, I, I have a daughter, and she was born around kind of in this time, and I'd kind of transitioned to being um, the primary caretaker um, so my wife could work because it made more sense for her to do it than it did for me mm-hmm. financially. Um, and I could be home. So I, you know, a newborn sleeps a lot. So during that time, I didn't really have anything to do. And I just did my first saltwater trip to go, to go red fishing. And I saw kind of what the flies were that, you know, the guide was tying on for me. And I was like, oh, well, I, could, I could probably do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I go down to Cabela's and I buy some, you know, cheap vice and get home and immediately take it back. Because it wouldn't hold a hook, or I couldn't get it to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just bought like a peak, which, in my opinion, is the the best vice for for the money. The money. Yeah. In that sure. kind of category, and I tied on that for a while, and I just literally taught myself off of YouTube. Like I never went to a class, I never went to a tying night. I didn't, you know, I didn't bug uh, bug people on the internet that literally have already put the information on the internet, <laughs> yeah. which seems to be a trend these days. It seems like you're speaking from experience there. Yes. <laughs> um, it happens, and I, I do my best to be as gracious as I can with it. Yeah. Um, but it, it can get, like, guys, just just spend a little time flipping around here. Yeah. It, uh, the info's there. You're going to do three to four well, that's wraps. The thing, that's How many wraps? Man, that's the same thing. I mean, we brought up hot spotting earlier, but that's kind of the same thing with fishing yeah. spots. If you poke around for – 10 minutes. Yeah. You'll find your Shoot. Info. I made a YouTube video like how to find your own fishing spots. I literally went to like the Texas Parks and Wildlife website and I was like, the information is here. Like, I brought you this page. Just like Google the, like, search the county you're in and find the spots and like go yeah. look. Yep. And like, 
I did that for like five states. Like I went to like, <laughs> like I went like a pick the West Coast state and East Coast state, Texas, and then like another state. And like every state has this information available. Yeah. All you guys got to do is like poke around for five minutes, and then I would pull. I pulled up a Google map, and I'm like, look for blue lines. Yeah, and then see yeah, where look, you look for blue <laughs> Drive by it, or maybe pull up yeah. Google Maps to see yeah. if it's you know not not. Dry, and and I was like, up, this but. video is ten minutes long. Like it doesn't take that long to like look into this stuff, and yeah. it's, it's the same thing. The information's out there. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, when I started tying game changers, I didn't bug Blaine about how to do this. Yeah, yeah. I trialed and errored it until I, figured I kind of out. figured something out. Yeah. Like you know, he he's he he gave us gave us that. Yeah. Yep. Gave all the information. It's all there. All you got to do is go find it. Yeah. And it's and and now he's got a book out. Like buy the book. Like it's it's there. <laughs> it's support him. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, I I mean I I the book came out and I've I've known how to tie him for a while. I still bought the book. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was gracious enough to share that with us. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, now what, I could do. one thing I like. Uh, you're a self admitted. Uh, uh, not creative t- like you don't do your own patterns. I, I, I don't design currently. Yeah. Like I, I, I think that uh, I think that a lot of design, um, at least for me, would come from needing to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's already already so many problems that have been solved by f- folks that have come before me because Lord knows people have been doing this since before I was even thought about. Yeah. So it, it's it's all there, and it it basically you know I. I basically tie other people's patterns that have been around forever. They work. However, you may not be able to get what you need in that pattern, i.e. color, weight, the hook you like, um, any of that stuff done straight from, say, your big manufacturers yeah. that you know a lot of this stuff comes from overseas. Me and you are on the same page. I'm not a creative person. I've tried to like sit and I'm like, I'm going to try to like do something new. Yeah. Or like... But I just, I just not in me. But I, I agree with your approach. For me personally, is that you know I like other people's patterns that are done well, and you can't get it in a color. And I might, might want it in purple. Yeah. So I can take that pattern and apply it to right. what I'm doing. Yes. And make the necessary changes and and do that. So yes. Um. I I I am not gonna be a Chase Smith. No. No. To go and yeah. Like that dude is creative designing testing like yeah it's like changing the game changer yeah you know and it's just like i i my brain just does not function that way to be able to do something like that yeah uh, mine can at times but yeah. i i don't i think uh before I, I like i i started tying flies for shops like a year after i tied my first fly or something crazy like that mm-hmm. like greg started buying flies from me at sportsman's finest and he would have me tie some of their kind of basics too that like white little white bass flies and stuff like yeah, that yeah. so that was kind of how i got started into selling and that and uh guide friends and stuff like that you know well you should start selling these so i started selling them and so that i got busier than i thought i would so it didn't really leave me a whole lot of time to be super creative like yeah, i didn't yeah. have the time to. Yeah, like this is what i got what i, I got crank out so it, it kind of just fell on me that like okay cool and now it's like i tie i mean i'm working on I don't know. I think twelve dozen crab patterns right now for tailwaters. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's just I don't I don't have the time to sit there and like I get ideas and I write them down and hopefully someday I can come back to yeah. them. But for right now, it's just I don't I haven't I haven't found that that need to to, to sit there. And, and if if and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I would also say 
that you have a pretty unique niche in fly tying in permit flies. Yeah, I would I would say that. Would you agree with that? I, I would say for a specific region, yes. Yeah. Like for the Yucatan, like I I that's mainly what I'm. I spend. Yeah. I would say and you're tying for lodges there. Yep. 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 Uh, lodges, uh, uh, two shops that run trips down there, and then uh, as far and then a- anybody else that's that's going, and lots of people go because it's close. Yeah, it's accessible, it's affordable. Um, I say affordable. Um, yeah, you know, comparatively to right going other places. Yeah. So, so why permit flies? Man, that seems to be one of like the holy grails of fish these days. Yeah. Um, it uh, seems like permit and steelhead yeah. are the holy grail. Especially the, uh, as far as passion and, like, people get really worked and up. And communities, yeah. like, steelhead guys are, yeah, <laughs> like, per- and permit guys are. Yep. Yeah, they're, um, they're a little nuts. Yeah. Which, it's understandable. I've spent, I've spent you know, some time chasing permit, and it, uh, it can be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty defeating. Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you walk in and you're just like. What am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> this is dumb. What am I doing here? <laughs> and then what happens when you catch one? Oh, man, it makes it all make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Moment of clarity. Yeah, for, for, a, for a minute. And I went, you know, I went, I took two trips and didn't even really have a, uh, I didn't see enough. But they were there. I just, I couldn't see them. Yeah. Um, water was rough. Um, and then finally it just clicked. And I, I think I put... My third trip, I, I I landed three, and then my fourth trip, I landed another three or four. Oh, nice! So, um, yeah, I'm not. I haven't hit double digits yet, but I'm getting close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what makes a good permit fly? Um, I would say that in some of the past and some of the uh, stuff that comes um, uh, mass produced, uh-huh. that they're using hard epoxy and permit have those crunchers mm. and if that fly gets in their crunchers and that epoxy breaks that whole body's going to twist and block your hook mm. so you, that's one thing you don't need to happen right um I, so i would say uh i use uh more of a flexible adhesive uh-huh. to where it will kind of move with yeah it. it'll move with it a little bit um now i'm not saying that it won't ever twist or anything like that but it's but not it, a crunch and completely yeah, flip. Yeah, but it's going to have a better chance yeah. of not getting destroyed um, that quick. Now, of course, they can also crunch a hook back there, too. So if that happens, yeah, it is what ride. it is. <laughs> but that and just also, like, weight, mm-hmm. um, knowing that, like, you can, you know, you're, or at least in the Yucatan, my shots could be from anywhere from, you know, like a a foot and a half to, like, six feet. Yeah. So if you're out and they're all schooling and swimming deeper, you need something that's fast that's going to get down in front of them. Right. So just having something that's heavy enough to get down and that's going to ride the way it needs to and yeah. all of that. Um, I, I mean, that goes with any fly. Yeah. Um, so it's just taking those same principles. and. Is there a color that's preferred per, for permit? Um, you know, I don't know as far as preferred. I know what works in Mexico, and it's typically, uh, you know, a, a white or a tan. Mm-hmm. So trying to, trying to match that bottom. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Small. I, I, I tie most of, mostly number fours, okay. some number twos. So, yeah, okay, so, yeah. Pretty, um, pretty yeah. So what's, what's, what's the nicest uh, fish been caught on one of your flies that has been reported back to you? Man, I, I wish I got more feedback from people. 
but I don't. So I just always assume no news is good news. Yeah, <laughs> it's working. Because um, I, I, you know, I know some of uh, who the clientele would be, and if something was that I did was wrong, I would definitely hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going to hear that they caught and the best. And they wouldn't reorder. Yeah, and I've got several repeats. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's at the point now where I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I know so and so is about to probably drop a pretty big order on me. It's yeah. beginning of the year. They the past three years they've gone on three or four different trips. So so you kind of just anticipate. Yeah. It's, it's about to come. Yeah. And usually, usually right around the new year, it you'll, starts. You'll get some. It'll start. It'll start trickling in. Getting hot. Yeah. Um, through March, like I'm. Right now, I'm caught up on, on all my online orders. Mm-hmm. So I'm just working on sh- the shop orders. Yeah, yeah. just things um, here and there. Yep, and also filling some holes back in my own boxes. Yeah. Uh, what flies do you tie that people can go on your website and order? I have a pretty solid variety of salt stuff. So, uh, like we we're talking about permit, I've got uh, everything you would need to catch permit in the Yucatan, um, or basically, you know, bonefish permit and tarpon and yep. the Yucatan snook. Um, I do a, do stuff for redfish on the coast here, and then I do a few freshwater things. I'd probably four or five different styles of game changers. Um, one, like I, I have a, a clouser variation because, I mean, you got to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, aren't they all clousers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Um, and then uh, a couple, uh, like, small stuff for, like, white bass or – Bluegill or carp, yeah, yeah that will kind of transition into some of that stuff. I don't, I don't offer a ton, but if you need something, I can pretty much do whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. so you do custom orders for people too. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say that kind of my niche is if you're going on a destination trip, I will get you what you need for your trip. Yeah, if okay. That, if that That's means awesome. I gotta, you know, get on Instagram and find guides that guide there or lo- the lodge owner or whatever because. I've noticed that you know the you know you'll get that sheet of what what to bring, mm-hmm. and it's it's literally you know the the stuff that will work, but it's not necessarily right. The best thing, yeah, it's yeah. the or per, the seasons change, mm-hmm. you know, things change and yeah, uh, colors change. Mm-hmm. You know, they might and, be on a new color, yeah, and sometimes yeah. just a, you know doing something different, different legs, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I I try to keep up. Um, with folks that I've fished with down there and other places too, and just, you know, be able to trade information. Well, and, and I would say as someone who has, uh, you know, hosted a couple of trips to Belize and done fishing, you know, they can't, you can't rely on the lodge or the guides there to provide flies because number one, they can't get the materials that we hard. can get. Yeah. It's hard for them to get materials and hooks. It's hard to get, to get flies. Like the import tax on some of these countries is extremely high. And so they want you to bring stuff. And if you, you know, if you just, oh, I have a couple flies I'm going to bring, you're not going to have a good trip. No. You want to go on this trip with, with, a, with a, a full box. A full box, and you want to carry it onto your plane so you make sure it gets there because if not, you're going to be SOL. Yep. You're going to be SOL. You're going to have spent, you know, upwards of sometimes five, five grand or more to have your guide go, where's your other box? You have another box? And it's just like, man. And a lot, you know, sometimes I'll do that, and then you'll still have stuff in there that works. Yeah. But it's it's there's nothing more disheartening than like Ugh. you didn't bring the right stuff. Well, I've I've told the story on uh, the podcast before. I'll tell it again quickly. On one of my trips to Belize, we were into tarpon. We were throwing like 
there were tarpon everywhere, throwing all colors. You know, I brought what they had recommended. We were throwing, you know, that stuff. It wasn't one of those situations where the guy opened box and was like, "This more like, oh, you came prepared because I tied a ton." Yeah, I remember before before we went, and uh, you know, I had this yellow tarpon bunny in my box. Yellow's not a common color. We're like kind of at the end of our rope, put it on. What do you know? Boom, tarpon, boom, yeah. tarpon, boom, tarpon. By number three, it's pretty shredded up, and I had one. Yeah. And I had guys come in like a couple days, like two days later. I called up my buddy Will. He was like, bro, you need to get your hands on yellow zonker and type as many yelling, <laughs> yellow tarpon bunnies as you can. He brought like a dozen. Yeah. And like that saved the yeah. trip. Other people caught fish. I had some more flies in my box, but like yellow was the color. I try to if I'm if I'm not gonna be able to take uh, much with me, like material and vice wise, I always do. You take a material and vice with oh, you on a trip, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and even if I'm not going to for some reason, when I'm tying flies for myself, when I tie flies for myself, I'll always throw in a couple of different colors just for a different look. Yeah, like if they're not if they're not hitting what they should be, then like okay, cool. Uh, let's throw this yellow one and yeah. see what happens. Do you believe in the sharpie method where people will take oh, like absolutely. a bunch of sharpies with them and I change take, some colors? Take like a white, I take yeah. white I or take a sharpies tan. with me, and then I also take a little thing of tungsten putty. Okay. Where I, oh, you can add. I can weight. add weight if I need to. I can put it on my tippet if I need to. If I need it to, you know, ride different or any of that stuff. So okay, yeah. Well, Wes, unfortunately, yeah. we're getting kicked out. Yeah, we can either we, pick this up dude, or this. Uh, if not, we've got plenty of time. I bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, we got forty-five minutes. That's perfect. Yeah. So, and we can always get you back on. Too. Yeah, you're absolutely. close to us. Yes, so absolutely. You can come hang out in my Go backyard, and, and we have can have whiskey time. next time. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah, dude. I, I'm down. I'm down. You know, I'm getting into the season where I'll, you know, probably be down several times a month. So, awesome. yeah. and yeah. we'll take you up on a country concert too. Yeah, yeah, yes. come out. Yeah. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, Wes. Where can people find you? And if people want to do a custom order, then how do they do that? Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at Onion Creek Fly Co. You can find me on uh, my website at uh, onioncreekflycompany.com. Um, all of my information is on either one of those. I mean, I'm not. If you want to talk about it, give me a call. We can walk through the walk through the process of doing that. I can go anywhere from you choosing your hook to your weight to the color of your weight to the color of your thread. I mean, we can do it from the ground up, however you want to do it. Okay. That's awesome. awesome dude. Yeah. Or feel free to email me or hit me on Instagram or any of that stuff. Yeah. So Perfect. I'm pretty easy to find. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, awesome. thanks for coming on, Yeah, Wes. thanks for yeah. having me, thanks, guys. Wes. I'm glad we yeah. finally got to got to sit down and do it. I know we've yes. been trying to do it for a little while, and yeah. I, I, I appreciate y'all having me. No, thank yeah. y'all. I, I don't know. I think I remember you telling me he, you you had a gig at Floors, and, but I was yeah. just like, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's fun, man. Cool. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hopefully, we'll see you over at the, the booth tomorrow. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>